Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of 12 Million. I'm Darren Jenkins. And joining us on the show today, Dr. Danielle Peebles, who is a chiropractic physician and the author of which this book is, I can't wait we talk about this book, Sex Sent Me to the Chiropractor, um, which teaches you um, the benefits of chiropractic care through humor. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you all doing today? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine, just well. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you at right now? Where, what, what? I'm city? in the Midwest. I am in St. Louis, Missouri. That might and be I am one in... of the few places I've not visited yet. Well, after this show, this should be a place you should put at the top of your list to visit. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. So, um, kind of get things started. So I. I think there's some data that I saw that only 2.5% of chiropractic physicians are African-American. So the question is, what inspired you to become a chiropractor? Mm. There were several different factors that came into play for me at the time that I changed my whole trajectory and became and, and choosing to become a chiropractor. As long as far as I can know, as far as I was six, actually, since I was six years old, I wanted to be a doctor. And as I grew older, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon simply mm. because I was fascinated with neurology. Mm. Simply fascinated. However, I've always been one of those students that were introspective and as some would say quite mature for my age so I was always thinking of things that the average student wasn't thinking about so I started evaluating my value system Mm. what do I value so at the time my value system was ranked from career then family but as I was coming towards graduation from undergrad in which I've chosen the school that was going to be a feeder school into med school. I just finished taking MCATs. So I am prepared that I am going to go to med school. But that was a an opportunity I had during the summer, right after my junior year, that changed everything. I was invited to the St. Louis University Med Campus to be a coordinator for a summer enrichment program that inspired work with aspiring students, high school students, who wish to be medical doctors. Now, what was unique about this opportunity is that usually only second year med students can do be coordinators for this program. Mm-hmm. I was just finishing my junior year of my undergrad. So how did I get the opportunity? Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you never know who's watching you. And you never know who's going to want to speak on your behalf. I met this man, Mr. Brown, one time. I don't even recall having an extensive conversation with him. But this man happened to be in a meeting with the dean of the Office of Multicultural Affairs. And he said, give Danielle Peebles this opportunity. So they called me at another position that I was working and asked me to come interview Later on, after the program had ended, I find I was told that we really didn't want you, but someone told us we should have you. Hmm. So then the lady says to me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, a neurosurgeon. And then she asked me, do you want a family? I said, yes, I do want a family. So she said, well, have you thought about the time and the commitment and how that will look with you having a family. What was key about that question at that time was I had just started reevaluating my value system again. Hmm. And it was no longer career and then family. It has shifted to family, then career. So I said, well, I never thought about it. And she said, well, have you thought about being a chiropractor? I said, no, I know my back hurt and I need one. But I never thought about being one. She said, well, let me introduce you to some people. So she introduces me. I start doing research and I'm falling in love with it. Like, wow, this is some really cool stuff. And from there on, I've just been on this chiropractic path. I do not regret it. I fall in love with it every day over and over. Mm. You know, uh, as I'm listening to you tell this story, something 
occurs to me, you have a very um, methodical approach to, like, you know, I'm just thinking back to when I was, and I don't know about you, Akbar, but when I was in undergrad, I don't think I had that kind of logical thinking. I was just like, whatever works, you know what I mean? So how did you, where did you get that? Like, is that something that's family grown or like, how did you get this? Because that's pretty sophisticated. And I, I think that's really great. My, I believe my mother has a lot to do with it because she is all about write it down hmm have it in this order, do it in this order. So it was most likely ingrained in me from a child up, but I didn't realize how much so until others started commenting and bring it to my attention. My friends have even said, I already know you're going to be fine. Like if plan A doesn't work, I already know you got an A, B, C mm. to Z. And I do, I always have a backup to the backup to the backup to the backup. <laughs> but that's just how I, I mean, let me tell you how, how deep this is for me. Like when I first wake up and open my eyes, I don't even get out the bed yet. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to cut the stove on because I need to bake my baked potato. And then I'm going to brush my teeth. And like, I am running through these processes. Running down the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, but it gets you, it gets you where you need to be. Like right? it gets you. Cause I mean, you know, having had a few friends who are also like doctors and being around them while they were in school like organization is kind of key to kind of getting absolutely it is key for any it, it's key for any postgraduate study hmm. anyone who is working on a graduate degree even undergrad time management organizational skills right. are so important and that's what's going to get you through I mean, so, a few other things like studying and that, uh, that might get you through. That might get you through too, something like that. <laughs> so, so you you chose chiropractic um, medicine, and so I'm I'm curious, like you know, making that switch is different. You know, it's I mean, I don't I don't even know what a comparison would be, but um, what were some of the most surprising things you found? about chiropractic medicine once you got into it that you because I think in a lot of ways that met that is very it's still kind of a lot of people who who are, aren't in it don't know a lot about what it is like what it is what it what is good for um, all these different and I, that's why I'm like I'm, I'm inching my way up to your book but uh, I, I'm wondering like what was some of the most surprising things that you thought about like once you got into medicine well the, even the word medicine so i'm, I'm we're gonna pull that out of the mm. equation because what a lot of people know and some has to learn is that we treat the bodies without medication so that mm. that is our by definition if you look us up that is the definition of chiropractic is that we render treatment without medicine. But what was so surprising was how much we impact the body by simply lining, lining the joints up so that the nerves that goes through the joint spaces actually work better. And then the body do amazing things on its own. It's going to do what it naturally wants to do. Mm. And it will heal and, and do those things for you. That's not to say there isn't a place for medicine because there is definitely a place for medicine. If you need some drugs, you better go get your drugs. I'm not, I'm not that person that's so extreme. There's a time and place for everything is what my model is. But when it comes to getting chiropractic adjustments, it enhances, it enhances your body to work as it is meant to, but it also, or, and it also enhances your quality of life we fail to realize how much we don't do things because we are afraid of injuries or, you know, I haven't been able to do this for a while. And then there's the fact that you don't know that there is help for some of the aches, the pains and lack of movements that you're dealing with. Mm. So when should somebody come see you? As soon as they are breathing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Or, or so what are the symptoms okay. where okay. someone should seek out a, a chiropractor as opposed to... So that depends on your mission. Now, most people that come into my office are coming because they are wanting reactive care. So when I say reactive care, that means you're already having trauma or injury to your body and you want help to correct it, alleviate pain and and do better. Those that come in, that is the time for me to educate them on how we are great for preventive for preventative side of things. It is also great for performance enhancing and that goes across the board for whatever you want performance to refer to. It is a performance enhancer, my athletes to my non-athletes. And so it depends on what your goals are. You should come in. But with the book, I teach you non-pain related reasons to go to the chiropractor and seek out assistance because people associate chiropractors with oh neck and back pain whereas we are whole body pain if you want to stick to the realm of pain i have people in there with ankle and feet issue ankle feet joint issues hips shoulders hands fingers everything that's a joint on your body i can treat I can adjust and improve. And it just depends on how long you've dealt with that issue or other scenarios that may go in and I may end up co-treating versus solely treating it and getting it well. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> us black people, we we have our feet problems, man. Let me tell you. For some yes. And I'm, I'm always curious, especially as you get older, how is it, how do you encourage older black individuals who already have kind of like this thing where they don't, you know, my father used to always kind of make an excuse for not going to the doctor for anything. But, you know, I would argue that chiropractic is kind of one place where we should be involved. Like we should have like a visit at least once or twice a year. Um, because to your point, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, you shouldn't have to wait until you're in pain to, 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 to go and, you know, have a visit and check things out and make things, make sure you're alive. So I'm wondering, how do you, how do you work with older black individuals to try to get them educated enough to, to know that, you know, this should be part of that process? Or even my, younger males. Yeah. yeah Everybody, true. right? I... I give real life examples Mm. and I speak their language and I make it make sense. I make it make sense. So for example, I will tell you my, there are so there are several patients of mine that says I have a special gift that I'm able to take hesitant males, especially older males that cuts up when they go to the doctor. You may know this this individual in your family, but they have brought me their dads, their husbands, and they are generally embarrassed by them when they're in any other doctor's office. (laughs) But for some reason, once they get in there, and they come in a little resistant at first, but once I start doing what I'm doing and I explain and communicate what I'm doing to them, I have a whole different patient. In fact, the dad starts to say, hey, call Dr. Peebles. I need an appointment. It's a whole different. But I think it's because not enough doctors are having the conversation and teaching. Every moment in my office is a teaching moment. So you do not ever walk out of my office with not, without having learned a new concept or something new about how your body works. And patients that come to me, they start off saying, oh, my neck hurt, my my back is hurting. And eventually they transition to a patient that says, Dr. Peebles, I, I was a little constipated this week. Can you adjust me to help me with that? Because I know you helped me last time. Now we're talking more specific symptoms versus a generic pain in a particular area. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I always wonder about that because, like, I there are a lot of things that chiropractic solves or helps with that you wouldn't necessarily ever even think about. Like I, like I've been to chiropractor before. I, to your point, I just got hurt. Got to go to get, you know, you know, 
and there are, there are other things that it helps. And what are some of the, what are some of the, uh, like, what are the, some, some of the misnomers about chiropractic that people have or things that people kind of um, assume versus what you actually, you know, can and can't do? So one of the misnomers is that children and babies can't get adjusted, Hmm. which is not true. My youngest patient was one week old. Really? Yes. And people are thinking, well, babies and children don't get hurt. First of all, yes, they do. (laughs) Okay. We not that as African-American, we got to stop that. As African-Americans, we got to stop assuming or believing that children are not hurt. Oh, just get up. You fine. And they're not because those children become the adults that you are broke down and hurt. Mm. You started off somewhere. So little babies, as well as the most seasoned person in life. Mm can be adjusted. Another misnomer is that there is only one way to adjust. And when we say adjust, I mean realign the joints. We're typically associated with the cracking. We do not like to call it cracking. We call it adjusting. Mm. Our profession was founded on the use of our hands to line the joints, realign the joints for optimal health. Yes, that's what we do, but guess what? There are more than 200 techniques in this profession. And so that is not the only way that we can line your joints up. I myself use two other techniques in my office. So ask your chiropractor, is there another way that you can do this without, if you have an apprehension for manual adjusting? Mm -hmm. We have other options, very gentle options. And we have very gentle options for babies. Also a misnomer is that we're only for accidents neck and back injuries and sports. No, we work on a variety of conditions. I couldn't even lay, I could not give an an exhaustive list of it because it's such a vast list. Hmm. Oh, and my favorite one, once you start seeing a chiropractor, you have to keep going. Mm -hmm. That's not true. And I explain that to my patients. You do not have to keep coming just because you started. But if you're doing something that makes you feel good, you generally wants to keep going back to get it. You Mm. change the way you think about it. I'm not making you come back. I don't want you there any more than you want to be there. If you don't want to be there, don't come back to my office. No, that's not what this is about. I want you to want to be there. And Mm. I want to be there to help you. So I teach my patients when to come back to me. In the event that they are a patient that do not wish to have a routine set up for adjustments, I teach them when to come back to me. And I tell them, if you have a particular pain, a particular tightness that's lingering for more than three days, then you need to see me because you're not able to correct it. And I need to step in, assist the body to correct it, and then go from there. Mm. So I I know know, you're focused on kind of tackling disparities in the in our African American community. What are some of the biggest issues that you see that we're faced with uh, through your practice? Well, dietary and health issues. So I'm often addressing them on eating better and why they need to choose better. Mm. We tell people eat better, exercise, and they don't understand why. So when they come in, I explain to them why it's important. And then I point out the differences. So of course, when someone's teaching to ask you to do something, you go try it maybe for a week. And you're like, man, I'm not with this. This is not working. But in that time frame, I let you I, I do visuals in my office. See, I'm one of those teachers that put in things in color for you. So I'll show you before you started exercising, what you look like when you were exercising. And now that you've stopped, look where you went back to. So I give them tangible concepts mm. for that. Another way I tackle disparities is that I am so such an, I am vigilant on this blood pressure. Mm. <laughs> and 
I have really got, I, oh, so what are we doing here? How, how long? But what surprises people is I can actually tell your blood pressure is elevated without putting your cuff on you. When you lay on that table mm-hmm. and I check a certain area of your back, and if those joints are not lined up, the nerve that come out of there, the symptom associated with it, elevated blood pressure. I say, oh, sit up. Let's get let's check this blood pressure. Out. What's going on? And hmm. I stay on them. But the most important thing that I do to tackle disparities is educate them on how their body functions and give them the language to advocate for themselves in other doctors' offices. Yeah, that's important for sure. Because I mean, you, you know, we're we're seeing, you know. The cardiologists at certain ages, you're seeing your PCP, you're seeing all these different individuals that are seeing your different stages of whatever health you happen to have. And I, I tell the people this a lot too. I'm like, you need to be educated on the conversation that you need to be having with your doctors, regardless of who, which doctor it is, because it's the only way you, like... It sometimes it's the only way for a physician to move forward to help you is by you not being able to have that conversation with them. And, um, you know, uh, you know, the black community, especially, you know, in my era, I think we still had that little stigma of, you know, Oh, I mean, just rub some butter on it. It's being, it's going to be fine. It takes some rub Right. Take some rub It takes some Get some, get some bits. You'll be all right. Right. You got garlic. Get some garlic. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I appreciate your the challenge that you, that you, 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 you have as a as a doctor trying to educate us. Um, I want to get into the book a little bit because this book's um, I was reading something on your Instagram and it was, it was a post basically, I guess you sharing a piece where one of your clients actually encouraged you to use her story to educate other other um, patients and other and readers, tell tell us about this book and where the inspiration for it came from. So, as if I didn't have enough things going on as I was younger and aspiring to be a doctor, I've always been an avid writer. Hmm. So, in class, when the teacher I'm not encouraging this in anyone else's class. This is not what I'm saying. But what I did was when the teacher became less interesting, I just started writing my own short stories, which were actually novellas. And then I started passing them around the classroom. So my classmates always knew me for writing stories. Fast forward into my mid-20s. One of my classmates and good friends had written his first book. So I'm at his book signing. And later on, when he was signing my book, he was like, Danielle, when are you going to write your book? Like, Hmm. you're the writer. You're the real writer, not me. When are you going to write your book? I said, I don't have anything to write about. At this point, my creativity has been murdered due to grad school. Okay? Just non-existent. I said, "I I have nothing. He said, yes, you do. You have a story. So I left it alone, went on about my life, so I thought. Mm. And I was a math tutor. Now, mind you, I am a chiropractor. Yes, I've taught uh, anatomy and physiology. Mm -hmm. But this particular program, I was coming back to trios, trio programs, and I was a math tutor for the summer. I have no idea why I was sitting inside the English classroom. I don't know to this day. But I was sitting in the back of the English classroom. The English instructor was talking to the English tutor. And I was just back there, I think, playing on my phone, minding my own business. And in the middle of our conversation, she stops and says to me, God told me to ask you when you're going to write that book. I was like, who is she talking to? <laughs> I wasn't even in your conversation. You're talking to me, ma'am? I had not had much conversation with her. And she did not know I was a writer. She just knew I was a math teacher. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. 
fast forward several months later, I had just moved my office into a brand new building. I had only been there a month. I come out of my office door and I'm coming around the corner and run right into her. And she said, have you written that book yet? First of all, where are you coming from? How did you find me in this building? I haven't even been here for a month. I was like, okay, I'm going to write the book. Like, I feel wow. harassed. So I said, okay, maybe I do have a story. So at that time, my passion was really, my passion is women's health. And so I thought, and I'm just like, oh, that's boring. I don't want to read that book, women's health. <laughs> kept moving, kept writing. Then it all come together. I said, I need something for both men and women. I need to, but my goal was always to educate and right. reach the people who would not normally come and check for chiropractic. And so eventually it evolved into sex and sent me to chiropractic, sent me to the chiropractor, which is a bait and switch. When it comes to marketing, marketing occurs in three particular arenas, drugs, money, and sex. Now, if I'm going to teach you about chiropractic, I can't use drugs. We do not prescribe. I can't come to you from the angle of money because you already think we cost too much. Who wants to talk about it? But who is not intrigued, inquisitive, concerned about their performance, or what have you when it comes to sex? So I believe in meeting people where they are to teach them what you want to know and bring them where you want them to go. And if sex will get your attention, then I am going to use that wisely to teach you. And so in this book, you follow eight characters. Some of the characters are patients of a chiropractor and others are not. And they're on a weekend retreat, chiropractic retreat. And so you're learning about chiropractic as they're going to different seminars, but you're also following their storylines as to what sent them to the chiropractor and what could send them. So I'm covering topics in this book dealing with sexual reproductive system in extent. So for example, pregnancies, miscarriages, sexual dysfunctions, being sexy, injured while being sexy, or injured while having sex. All those areas are definitely covered in this book. And so the book serves on so many levels. Like there are levels in here. There's also a whole presentation on how stress affects the body Mm. in three main avenues, brain, body, chemistry. So there's so much to get out of this book as you learn about chiropractic. Where can people find the book? This book can be found on amazon.com or you can go on my website, which is www.stlprohealth.com. And we'll include that in the actual comments of the actual podcast. So okay. we'll have that. Um, is so, uh, <laughs> is sex a, would, would sex be considered a, a thing that people will go to the chiropractor for? I mean, is that... Once they understand how it can impact it. Hmm. For example, I have this one patient that came in recently. He he came in for back pain. I can't golf. My back is hurting. Like, he came in for those issues. But once I started treating him, by the second or third adjustment he was impressed that not only could he stand up for more than 30 minutes pain-free, but now he can ride his motorcycle and get for a long distance and not be in pain. And then his sex life improved. He was like, oh my goodness. Like, did you do that though? I was like, well, yes, because I'm increasing the blood flow through your body, the circulation. So yes, they did have an impact on that. And when people see that they can do things without having to hesitate, mm. it changes your quality of life. It mm. changes it a lot. Are you seeing, I'm curious about it with like, like yoga and different, um, different techniques like that. Are you seeing any more, because it's, 
like it's so pervasive now. And I'm always wondering with the way people are bending their bodies in places that we didn't do 20 years ago. Are we seeing more, more injuries based or more people coming to the chiropractor because uh, like, cause I know a lot of people and yoga, you know, those yoga is great. I mean, you know, I, I have no, no hate for it whatsoever, but I also know that there are certain people who don't bend those ways. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you don't bend this way. And I know that hurts. And um, Well, I can't say I've had, I can't say I've had patients coming because they were injured from yoga. Hmm. They've actually improved from yoga because it improves their flexibility. And flexibility is so important. Mm. We really neglect the attention that's necessary with flexibility because the flexibility allows the improvement of the circulation, blood circulation throughout the body. So that, and that's very necessary for your functioning overall. Yeah. But I haven't had any injuries from yoga, so I can't speak on that. That's good. That's good, right? (laughs) Yes. Now, kind of going the other direction, kind of with COVID, have you seen an increase of of people coming in because of kind of working at home, spending a lot of time in front of the Mm. computer? Not Absolutely. Like... Oh my goodness. I I said, didn't I just, I feel like I go crazy each day because I have to say the word stretch, just the word stretch probably a thousand times per day. And that is because with sitting, I I break down the the biomechanics of sitting, what muscles are being used and you need to be able to shut them off by using these muscles. So I'm teaching them opposing muscles and how to make them work for them because the increased number of people sitting since so many people flying into my office with back pain, hip pain, leg pain, they were like, I don't know what's going on. I just sit all day. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I'm glad you figured it out. So now let's work on improving that so that you're not hurting as much. You're going to have to get up and move. Yeah. I str- I, I work from home mostly but I always like I stretch three times a day. I stretch before I go to bed at night because I notoriously have tight hips and you look, it's weird. Cause like people don't, you know, you don't realize it. Like I didn't, like I didn't, I used to never know that I had tight hips and how that affects so many other pieces of, of, my, of the puzzle. Like when one thing is out of whack, you stress the other part of this and you know, but you don't think about it because you, you're not in tuned to like your body, like your body's a machine. And also society teaches us to look at things in, in compartments. Mm. Even the way, even the way topics are taught in school, they're, they give you one chapter, then we're on the next chapter, but we're not taught to connect the chapters. They're in that book together for a reason, <laughs> but we're not taught to to draw those connections from the previous. When I teach, I do that, mm. especially in math. Okay, remember we did this in chapter one? Okay, here it is in, again in chapter three, but it's just called something different mm. and make those connections. But we're not, as a society, we're not taught to link things together. We're taught to look at things as individual where nothing is working by itself. Everything depends on something else or is linked to something else. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you're working on a, um, a speaker series. Is that correct? Correct. So I'm working on a little fun speaker series for people that wants to learn about chiropractic, but I wanted to make it fun. I'm looking at sort of like my own little talk show with it. Just whenever I do speaking engagements, it's never just a stand and speak at the audience. Mm. I put on a production, like I like entertaining. (laughs) I like being on stage. That's always been another fun thing I like to do. So Mm. I'm, you could catch me dancing to do my performance. It, it's a performance. It's a production when I speak. And so I want to create a speaker series that is fun, engaging, 
and definitely educational. Mm. And what's what's the what's what topics do you think you're gonna kind of conquer for like um or will you um kind of use this almost like the book where you'll kind of draw from some of the cases that you've had to work on and kind of um bring out some of this the topics that people are kind of you know hot topics yes so that's exactly the direction it's coming from it's coming from what they're asking for i'll i do surveys i and ask them okay if you had an option what would you like to hear from or what would you like to hear about and one of the biggest topics i didn't I guess I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. And it was, if I don't have pain, why should I go to the chiropractor? Mm. Right. And so I was like, wow, like that makes sense. I've heard that from people before, actually. Right. Like, now, I don't how often should someone go to the chiropractor? Right. So what's, it, your, so what's your recommendation? There, I do not have a cookie cutter answer for that. Mm. It depends on the individual, such as their lifestyle. How active are you? What type of activities are you doing? What occupation do you have? Those are some of the factors that come into play as to how often you should get adjusted. I have a carpenter. He is in my office every week. Mm. Just I have construction worker. She's in there every week. She can't even understand why her co-workers will not get in here. She's like, how can you continue to be bent over backwards or in these positions for so long and not go and get it corrected? And then you're hurting, can't sleep at night. Your digestive tract is messed up. Why won't you get it corrected? So depend on the lifestyle, depend on the occupation and depend on what your goals are, then that will determine how frequently you will come in. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you you would figure with all these new all these new um, delivery platforms and all these Amazon people and warehouse guys and stuff, they should be they all should be in the chiropractor, right? Absolutely, they should be at the door before I get to the office. Mm -hmm. Like that's how badly because they're lifting, and a lot of them do not have proper lifting technique. They're swinging and twisting and throwing heavy things at the same time. But I do have postal workers coming through. I have truck drivers in my office. As I've mentioned, hairstylists. I have teachers in here as well as other doctors. I'm a doctor's doctor. And so I have various specialties, doctors from various specialties that come see me as well. Mm, 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 mm. And, And it's not just to those active ones. Those who are at home, it's not off limits to you all as, at all because house cleaning and whatever thing, other things that you may be doing at home can be just as dangerous. Go figure. Mopping, you can hurt yourself because you're twisting at weird angles or doing repetitive motions that can send you to the chiropractor. Oh, Surely you get yes. sleeping sin- seems to hurt sometimes. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, sleeping can. If you're doing things like sleeping on the couch, please stay off the couch. That is not your friend. <laughs> that couch is eating you up. It's eating you up. And then you wonder why you have a crook in your neck the next day or why all of a sudden your back hurts and you can't sit. Stay off the couch for sleeping. Mm -hmm. People like to, it's sometimes the bed is way too soft or the bed may be way too hard. But then there's the other thing, too many pillows in the bed or sitting up in the bed, watching TV. Do not sit in that bed because then you're creating a little butt divot. Oh yeah, and then your body fall in it while you sleep. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. so wow. There's a real education piece to understanding kind of the our behavior impacts our body. That's Correct, and that's what I use. So when I said I use real life examples, I am really breaking down to you what your actions are doing to your body, right. and then I show it to you on diagrams. This is why this changed. This is why you feel this tension and pulling right here because when you laid here, gravity pulled here. I break it down to you and make it something you can conceptualize. Yeah, I think that's. 
that especially for a chiropractic um i think that's very important it's almost like i think chiropractor and dentist to me to me are the two two professions where people need to understand the repercussions of everyday use of those body parts of those mechanisms because like i've had i had sweating this is no lie one day um maybe like eight years ago i was just strolling down the street minding my own business my girlfriend at the time and she turned around to see where i was i was bent over couldn't stand up straight suddenly just out of the blue like I wasn't feeling any pain, nothing. And I literally had to walk like that <laughs> for like five blocks to get to um to uh to a hospital so I could I hope I, they were short blocks. They weren't short blocks. I looked uh, like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> that is terrible. And I'm I just like, you know. <laughs> okay. What was her face? Like, I wish you could have gotten. She was like, "What? What are you doing?" She she thought I was joking. She was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Because it just, it literally was just out of the blue, and it was it was because it was two reasons. One, I wasn't drinking enough water, so I dehydrated to the point that my the muscles around my spine started to clench up. And they found that I had a compression in my L7, between the L7 and L8, from something happened to me 20 years before. So that right there, oh my goodness, so you just made me excited right here. That right there is a concept I tackle so much with my patients. They was like, but that happened years ago. Did you ever get it corrected? No. Nope. Then what made you think it'd go away? It didn't go anywhere. It just stayed there and it's going to wait and wait and then it's going to attack you again. Mm -hmm. And so I have patients come in and I'll start my examination. I'm going through. I was like, you said you haven't been in an accident. Well, that was like five years ago. Ma'am, you still... These joints are not corrected. They're very angry with you right now. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering why your ear hurts. You're wondering why your jaw is always popping and clicking. You're wondering why your vision is a little bit blurry all of a sudden when you turn your head to the left. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, it's... <laughs> You know. So I see it's really all connected, huh? It is all connected because hmm. what I want you to walk away from this knowing is as chiropractors having an impact on the nervous system, the nervous system is the Batman of the whole body. Yep. It's Batman. Batman run it. <laughs> and at least that's what I heard in the comments. Well, that's about right. <laughs> but Batman, that the nervous system has to be functioning at its best or else all the other systems that rely on the control and the functioning of the nervous system will not function as well as they should. Yeah. And so some when I say it's not functioning, for example, I'll give you this. Out of the blue, out of your, your blood pressure is starting to become erratic. One minute is high, then it's low. It's like it's almost like a short circuit. Mm. Or your digestion, one minute. You diarrhea, one minute you're constipated. What's going on? That's not to say, because there are other issues that could be in right. play. Right. But when things are just starting to happen, but you're ignoring it, you're not paying attention. Or all of a sudden, I, I can't walk past the bathroom. I have to go and urinate every time I walk mm. past the bathroom. Or I'm barely making it. There's a wiring system, wiring issue. Mm. When there's a faulty wire in the house, the lights do what? Flicker. Flicker. That's the first sign that that light bulb is probably going to go out. But what going out on us look like is pain that mm. comes and goes, and then it becomes more persistent. Then it becomes constant. Then now it's a little tingling. Then it goes numb. I don't feel anything now. Mm. That's the progression because we keep ignoring it. But what chiropractic does is it helps reverse that, and then. 
maintain the health of the joint space there so it doesn't continue in the negative progression. Mm. And you got, I mean, you're also working with people in post-traumatic incidents as well, right? I mean, absolutely. And that to me is obviously a really important part of, uh, of a person's well-being, um, being, being like, I had a friend that was hit by a car, um, I think four years ago, three, four years ago. And, you know, she, she was in the hospital for a good, good amount of time. Now that's four years later. And from, from what I understand, she goes to the chiropractor still every day now. Um, because her body is not the same anymore. It's not. And and in that case, yes, she may have to make sure that is a routine for her just as often as going to get a dental cleaning. Like mm. she has to maintain that to have some kind of control over her life, some kind of management of her life and being able to do things activity wise. Because she's probably tried and said, well, you know, I'm tired of going to the cover. I don't know her, but right. she may have said, I'm tired of going. And then she stopped. And then she see things start to progress worse, get worse on it. She's like, ah, yep. I wasn't doing this badly. Yep. Let me keep, let me just make this my maintenance. And she may have not been that person. She may have just saw the benefits and understood it from the onset. Mm-hmm. So as you know, the name of our podcast is 12 Million, which is inspired by Richard Wright's book, 12 Million Black Voices. So one of the things we ask all our guests, is there a book you are reading or have read that you recommend for us? I just recently finished reading and the people carried signs. Mm. It is a child, it is a children's book written by Dr. L.A. Smith. And I really enjoy reading this book because it addresses, it tackles the issues that we're dealing with in the African-American community with police brutality and the emotional impact it has on us. But in this particular book is coming from the point of view of a young male learning about the situation where in the books someone has been has come to injury from a situation with the police and he sees his dad's response and then they're joining a protest and they have signs and the the young man is learning what the signs mean what do these words mean why are we angry what do you mean people don't like me just because I am black. What do you mean they already don't like me because I'm from this neighborhood? And so the delicate way that Dr. Smith addresses this issue and teaching them where this is stemming from, it was very, very, very well written. Mm. And the illustrations were beautiful. And my daughter loved it. Mm-hmm. I, my daughter loved it. Our mayor, she came to the schools and read the book during one of the weeks during the semester. And my daughter was like, oh my goodness, I love that book. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, really? You do? Because I happened to have the author bring me a copy of the book. I wanted to read it. And she said, oh, I love that book. And I said, well, she's the one that has written it. And she was like, wow. So I think people should take a look at this book. It's a great conversation piece. And it helps you kind of it helps you kind of address some issues that are very delicate and can be challenging when speaking with the young mind. Hmm. And it's always good to have a, a book for the kids can absorb that those complex issues, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, I really enjoyed this conversation. We've been, it's funny because me and Akbar have been, we've been talking about trying to have more um, doctors on the show and mm-hmm. chiropractors on the show. And we finally got to have somebody on here that can give us the 411 on this, which 
to me was inv- is invaluable. Definitely. And she um, says, I know we both have back pain. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. I've learned that there's so much more than just like you said, neck and back pain. Right. So. It is. It is. Now you made me feel guilty. I feel like I need to go out to my chiropractor tomorrow or something. Oh, then it worked. I'm sorry. <laughs> they sent me out. They sent me in. They said, look, Dr. Peebles, they have not been in here. Please encourage them. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah. Okay. It feels like it has. So like, how can uh, people get in contact with you? Well, you can definitely reach me on my website, which I've mentioned earlier, www.stlprohealth.com. You may send me an email at drdannyp at yahoo.com. Or a good old-fashioned phone call is good for me. I, I, I can get with a phone call, area code 314-607-9150. Please, I look forward to hearing from you. And, you know, I encourage everyone to go up to Amazon and grab a copy of her book because I think it is a great idea, by the way. And it's called Sex Sent Me to the Chiropractor. It's available on Amazon right now. So stop on over there and grab yourself a copy. And uh, yeah, and you're welcome to come back anytime you'd like. Oh, I would love to come back. I have more topics to cover. I'm sure you do. And (laughs) if you write any more books. Your speaker series going. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to that just taking off, especially with people anticipating it. It's something that patients have been asking of me mm. for a long time. They they're like, You you gotta get I want more from you. They want me to do TED Talk and everything. I said, Okay, mm. okay, I'll work on it. But they enjoy my presentations, they enjoy it. So that's, that's, where we're that's, a, that's, a, that's what's important, right? I mean, that the, the people you're trying to reach want to be reached. It. Yes. Yeah. Need it. Yes. Need it. Children. And well, when I say children, but young people enjoy my presentations. Like it's fun. I, I love working with them. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show today and talking to us. This was, this was fun. Yes. Thank you. And Take care. That, that wraps it up for us. I believe if you like, you can follow Akbar on Twitter, the Akbar Majid. You can catch me on making a fool of myself on Darren on Instagram at Darren Jenkins919. And of course, you can follow us on all the platforms at 12 million show. I am Darren Jenkins. I am Aquaman G. And this was 12 million. Thanks a lot, everybody. Stay safe. Bye.